So let's get straight into then um, the development around that accident that took place on the N2 in Pongolo and this truck that um, was speeding excessively. The driver uh, seemingly driving quite recklessly. Uh, Loazi Koza is the spokesperson for the Department of uh, the Transport, the National Department of Transport. She joins us now. Loazi, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you this morning? Uh, morning to the listeners of SAFM Auto. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for coming on to the show. Mary Paddy is the president of the Truckers Association of South Africa. Mary, good morning to you as well. Hi, good morning, Kathy, and the listeners of SAFM. Loise, let's talk about what we know so far. It's a very difficult uh, situation that uh, parents are having to deal with this morning. Um, many of them having to go through the process of identifying the bodies of, um, in particular, the 19 school-going children that have lost their lives. But overall, 21 people that have died. Um, morning, Kathy. So thank you very much for the opportunity once more. And morning to Mamzai. We've had multiple interactions um, through great conversations that have taken place with the department. So, Kathy, um, at this particular point in time, we have our Road Traffic Management Corporation that is currently down um, from the national office that is currently now down in, in, in Pongolo to basically um, assist with regards to the identification of the bodies um, but also um, with emergency and health services to equally assist with um, the reassembling of the bodies. And that is why they had the initial plan was that families would be able to attempt in identifying their loved ones this morning. However, um, the carnage that was um, basically experienced and, 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 and the magnitude of, of the damage to those little bodies dictated that we therefore request for the postponement of um, the identification to Wednesday. So that will be communicated through our RTNC and um, um, health officials to ensure that families are aware that we are currently in a process where um, we are still trying to also assist in the assembling of those little bodies and, and ensure that by the time that they are able to go and identify and, and, and see their loved ones, they are not left with an image that is more scarring than the experience that they are currently undergoing mm. at this particular point in time. Is, is there a clear picture yet in, in terms of which schools these youngsters went to in the area? Have you been able to, to pin it down to that? Yes, there is um, a, a, a identification of the four schools. So there were four schools that were involved, um, and there was one. So the scholars came from four schools, but there was one teacher's assistant that was also involved in, in the accident. So when they count the adults, um, she's a part of that cohort that was therefore also involved in, in that accident. And we the, the KZN um, delegation led by the acting premier will, will be in KZN this this morning, they are currently there at this particular point in time, and they are basically going to be offering counselling to those four schools, as well as fifth school of, of, of the teacher that, that was also involved um, in the accident. Mm. So we, we have identified the schools and we are providing the necessary support that those that were in the schools um, need at this particular point in time. Uh, more broadly, what are the ages of, of, of these youngsters? Um, they're ranging from the ages of five to the ages of 12. Oh, Loazi, yo, that, that is absolutely devastating. Between, so five and 12-year-olds um, forming the, the, the bulk of um, the, the 19 people who would have been killed in this accident. 
Yes, Kathy. Oh, that that is absolutely devastating. Mary, of course, there's a big question that this has now sparked, and it is really around the recklessness of truck drivers. Mm. Often, you know, it's it's a conversation that we have in the context of of taxi drivers. It seems so much easier for our society to to look at that kind of driving, but we know and we've seen so many different videos emanating of different mm. drivers, not just this one, but of different drivers that are simply disregarding the rules of, of the road. Your mm. response to what has happened here? It is just unfortunate and is a greatest blow to the freight industry and condolences to the families. Um, indeed, we, we need to look at monitoring the behavior of, of our drivers. Uh, normally, if you get to the stage of such a serious accident, you must know that this driver had previous incidents where it was alarming for the employer to take action. And normally, you know, companies are, are, are interested in generating profit. And, and sometimes they don't pay attention to the attitude of, of the driver and the issue of the fatigue. You know, that's a, that's a straight line. Um, uh, that road, you know, is stretched. And, and therefore, drivers get to be tired. And they the, the introduction of maybe getting two drivers per truck, it will be much easier because they want to overtake uh, on the road. And the government must bring a rule uh, that says that the truck in South Africa must not overtake. We, we also had uh, that rule, you know, in the area of the Eskom power stations, where we said, you know, under safety, no truck must overtake another truck on the road, and and that must be must must be introduced and be implemented as a matter of agency. We cannot afford uh, to see what is happening in our country, especially when you can, you don't have any control over those uh, uh, companies. Uh, but are there clear steps of accountability within companies where there are drivers that have been reported for reckless driving? Behind some drivers, of course, you'll have that little mm. sticker that says, you know, if uh, you see me driving recklessly, you can report it, and there's there's a mm. number that's there. But but you, mm. one always wonders, is is there follow-up on, on complaints that, that are laid? Because... Sometimes one also gets the impression that um, truck drivers take advantage of the fact that they're driving these very big and heavy-duty vehicles. So they mm. end up being sort of bullies on the road. Mm. Um, Kevin, look, each and every company already by now, when you have an insurance, they normally give you a benefit to the insurance uh, where you've got a driver cam. They put the driver cam into the truck. That's why... Uh, most of, of, of the accidents that are happening, uh, we can be able to watch the video and know what was happening. And um, and, and, and secondly, you, you, there, is, um, there is, you know, some sort of, a, you know, your toolbox talk where you put in a register and the driver fills in uh, to say this is the number of uh, hours that I've driven today. So those things are there with the company itself. You've got, you know, your, your tracking companies, that even call you to say there's a speed. We even downloaded apps on our cell phone that tells us, we you know, that this driver is, is not behaving well, he's putting brakes. Uh, those things are there. But what we need to concentrate on, Kathy, now, 
is that we need to put strict measures to discipline companies. And and if you look at the company that has done this, we should be taking that license away from the company. Hence, TASA is calling for the reintroduction of the regulation of the industry. How do you have then an industry that decide to do as they wish and, uh, and nobody's taking responsibility to manage them or nobody's taking responsibility to say we are in charge of this industry. We can introduce many things. Technology is there for us to send a message that should you as an employer get to the stage where you kill people, we then terminate this. There's something that you're responsible for. What if this company will continue to work tomorrow without really thinking about the lives of the of the young ones that, that have been killed there? So it's, it's, it's something that really must be looked at and is a matter of agency. Mm. Uh, Freddie, in Cape Town, let me come to you. Good morning, Freddie. Good morning, good morning, Oscar B. Hi. I know you, you, you're, of course, also one of uh, part of our community. You're also a truck driver. You call into the show regularly. You know, the problem is that we have got blind leaders who doesn't want to listen. They only listen when people ban trucks, ban tires. But when we talk on the radio, raising this issue, I was raising the issue of that same area the other time with uh, Stevie on his show in the morning. I was saying there is a group of people that is operating on that area. If you check, if you check the truck that had uh, that camera that was taking, that truck was driving at less than 20 kilometers per hour. And the other one was also driving slowly on that patch of area. We were issued by with a letter by the Pongola people. Last month, I have sent the letter to you. They said, truck drivers, we have had enough with you, with your accident. Drive slowly. Don't overtake. If you overtake, we find you. We're going to confiscate the, the truck. But the people, they don't listen, especially the cheaper drivers. You see, I was getting, cheaper drivers have got a target. They drive from Richards Bay. They are heading to, 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 to Rattenbeck to fetch uh, the core. These guys, they work according to laws. Now, you can't tell me that those drivers, they, they, they don't have a basic salary. They are working on laws. What do you expect from them? Now they are driving like reckless, reckless, reckless chickens here headless chickens. They don't listen. When I said this, the other person phoned and said, Fred is talking nonsense. There is a group of people stealing diesel on top of that mountain where there's a clinic there. That place, those people, they operate just after 6 o'clock in the evening. You can't pass there. You must go to the truck stop or else you are risking the risk of being robbed your diesel. Now what they do is, because it's a downhill and an uphill, these drivers, the, the, the cheaper drivers, they drive fast so that they can get momentum of going up the hill. But now the community has been asking, please, can we have humps here? No, they are not listening. All they do is to attend to these uh, people who are just banning tires for nothing, these organizations that I cannot name now, right now, blaming foreigners and whatever, whatever. Now this one is not a foreigner. Now he's going to face the music alone. His company, they're going to wash hands. I'll get it. I just came back from off. I've got a letter here from my company. They gave us a letter to say, you drive it 80 kilometers per hour, at 40 kilometers per hour, you follow the rules of the road. If something happens, if you were out of your way, that's why we've got cameras in this truck. They monitor, but there's an organization that is saying, we must remove cameras. They don't want to be monitored because they don't have 
a basic salary, these are cheaper drivers. Even the companies, they are also to blame. They, they are using these dri- truck drivers to compete on each other on loads because of uh, 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 transnet trends which which are not working. Yeah. So, 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 so Freddie, just so that I can understand the, the other point that, that you are making, um, and this is around uh, the, the the theft that has been taking place in that area. So are you saying that when the trucks drive slowly, they are then, are they hijacked? What what happens and how is this diesel stolen? Actually, what happens just before you approach that uh, clinic there, there's a clinic there. It's an uphill, a very hard uphill, because we load paper from Richards Bay heading to Jobek. So what they do is, you see, on a trailer, there's a, a, a break that is on the trailer, on the side of the trailer. It's supposed to be there by law that there's a braking system on the trailer. So because the truck is good, if you see that trailer, that, that uh, truck that took that video, it was driving it to something like 13 kilometers per hour because we are loaded. So what they do is they break the truck and then it stops. Once it stops, they drain all the diesel from from, from, from the truck because they know if you are coming from Richard's Bay, you have sealed your diesel. <laughs> then they steal the diesel from you. And then if you don't have enough diesel, they beat you up. They take your phones every day. Okay, it's not even tonight, even tonight. But, but because of the commotion of this accident, they might just stop a little bit just to cool down. Every, the, the army, the soldiers, they know about this. The police, they know about this. It has been happening every time I was getting. Yeah. Every time. Oh, Freddie, let me thank you so much for calling in. Th- thanks for, for sharing your insights as somebody who uses that road and who's got an idea of what is happening there. Ben in Ermelo, good morning. Good morning to you and your listeners in Freddie it's been here from Ebola. Uh, the thing about what they do say is true, but if we check on that accident, it happened on daytime. It was during, if it was during the night, it was understandable. As a super driver, we know that after seven, we can pass it from all of them. That guy was in a hurry or somewhere, somewhere, but we have been a long time that driver, we must behave. Our behavior is not normal. Uh, the guys who were in that day on on Friday morning, they they, they knew exactly what what has happened on on that day to us in in that accident. So they must just behave and treat everyone like human beings, so that everyone on the road will be safe. There is no reason that someone is going to steal these items that are on three. It's not making any sense. They must give an explanation for what has happened. And and the other thing. The way it has been addressed, if it was a foreign driver, I don't know what could have been happening by now. Even the media is saying a, a driver, not not the the nationality of the driver. So they must tell us what exactly is happening. It also happened in Northern Cape, in Silverhead. That story just vanished because it was done by a, a local nation. It must be treated just crime, just like everyone else. Like the media just said, crime is crime. It can't be justified because it is done by by a foreign or a local. They must justify everything so that it will be balanced. 
All right, Thank Ben. Thanks for calling in, and and, and I agree with you one hundred uh, percent. So um, it's eleven thirty. We're going to take your headlines, and then we'll get um, just the concluding <coughs> remarks from Loazi, who is with the Department of Transport, and Mary, who is with uh, the Truckers Association of South Africa. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Well, to add to this conversation that we've been having around then uh, the issue around truck drivers, I want to uh, just play Gavin Kelly. He's the CEO of the Road Freight Association, and he sent us this voice note uh, in terms of his own views of this accident. The recent crash that happened near Pongola involving a truck and the light motor vehicle where a lot of people including children lost their lives is something that we as South Africa just cannot endure anymore. Not only is it horrible, it destroys family lives in totality and the opportunities that might have been are now only something we can think about. The association, its members' hearts and our thoughts go out to all those families who were involved in this horrific crash. Whilst we don't know what the cause for that accident was, we don't know what was in the mind of the driver and we don't know what drove him or her to do what was done. There are a number of things that we need to sit back and take a hard look at. There are rumors going around that drivers get paid per load. That is not the normal state of affairs in the road freight industry. Many drivers get paid a monthly salary, just like you and I. So they are not driven to drive as many loads per day. But the reality is that there are operators or transport companies who drive that very process, who use their drivers to drive more than they should be driving. We cannot accept this state of affairs anymore. We need to come up with a plan that is going to both assist companies who are compliant and assist the law enforcement authorities to ensure that companies are compliant. There are many, many companies who drive millions of kilometers every year who don't have incidents of this nature, whose drivers drive these routes, who drive them every day but they drive the maximum hours, they take the rest periods, they ensure that they are not intoxicated, whether through medication, drugs or liquor, and that they abide by the rules. Once again, we say to all those involved in the transport of freight on the roads, be a compliant transporter, ensure your drivers get the rest that is required, ensure that your drivers Drive only the maximum hours allowed and ensure that your drivers are safe drivers every day, every trip, every kilometer. Loise, let me come to you. Ultimately, the conversation now rests with the question of accountability. What does that look like going forward for the company that this driver worked for? How are you going to be ensuring that there is accountability? Well, at this particular point in time, Kathy, um, following the, the accident report and um, the trial that will potentially commence um, of, the, of the trucker that has currently um, appeared in court and was denied bail, we're hoping that one will be able to understand the, the true reason behind 
um, the act of driving and overtaking on the double barrier lane. Um, in that instance, that then claimed the lives of, of um, 21 people. Um, but also just to understand, because we've always, um, transport has always understood that the challenges that are existing within the freight and trucking industry are not just solely um, anchored from our department, but, and that's why there was the establishment of the interministerial committee that aims to address um, what what conditions drivers are working under, what um, what um, working conditions are, are, are prevalent within the, the road freight industry, and why is it that um, they experience the challenges that they experience? And it's through the Department of Labor, Transport, um, Police, and Home Affairs that we're trying to basically create an enabling environment for the, the freight industry to, to continue to operate because we're aware that they now play a very big role in ensuring that um, goods are commuting from the coast um, inland. And I think that the, the recourse that will be taken with not only the individual that is going to face the full arm of the law, um, there will also be ramifications that are going to be faced by by the by the company that, that has employed that particular individual. Um, so, so it's still going to be a lengthy process, but there will be accountability to ensure that justice is served for the families of, of those young ones. But I think in closing, Kathy, we're, we're nearing a festive season that has got no um, limitations and restrictions of movement of people um, due to the, the, the uplifting of the national state of disaster. So I think that um, I'd just like to urge all motorists to just be alert and more cautious of the fact that you're not alone on the road and therefore right. what it is that you do could affect the next driver. Thank you very much. Blasi, let's leave it there for this morning. Unfortunately, we're completely out of time. Uh, so Mary, we're also going to have to uh, pause it there with this conversation. Mary Paddy is the president of the Truckers Association of South Africa.